This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon, this is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs, Black Magic, Murder and Political Intrigue. Macbeth is one of Shakespeare's greatest tragedies, dramatising the battle between the good and evil in the human heart and the danger of seeking power for power's sake. Now, KL Shakespeare players are staging their unique version of the Bard's Scottish play once again. And today on the show, I'm going to catch up with Lim Kian Lee, co-founder and artistic director of the KL Shakespeare players. He's also the director of Shakespeare Demystified Macbeth. And also joining us, Anne James and Amalina Helmi, both cast members of Macbeth, and they are both playing Lady Macbeth uh, in this stage. And we're going to find out more about that. Welcome, all of you. How are you today? Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. You're good. Yeah, thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, so lovely to see all of you back in the studio again. My goodness, it's been ages. Yeah. So lovely to have you all back on the show. Um, so yes, uh, Kenley, maybe I can just start with you. Shakespeare Demystified, uh, you know, you guys have decided to take on Macbeth again. But, you know, before we get to that, can you just quickly remind our listeners about, you know, KL Shakespeare players and the sort of work that you guys do? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, our company started in 2011 as an informal group doing a Shakespeare show once a year. And the format we did was that we would take a Shakespeare show, condense it into about one, uh, 100 minutes, mm-hmm. and with narration in between the scenes that are performed in original Shakespeare text. And this format has proven to be quite uh, uh, effective in making Shakespeare accessible to students. Mm-hmm. So we have grown throughout the years until like, uh, 2018, we, there was a year that we did over 90 shows wow. and traveled to, I think, quite a lot of places, states in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. And then since then, we have been growing. Mm-hmm. And so this year, we decided to do Macbeth is because uh, after the pandemic, we wanted to uh, reconnect with uh, our audience, which are mainly the schools that we, we lost touch during the pandemic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'd just like to add that it's not just for schools. I feel that uh, it's also relevant, uh, Shakespeare, for older and adults, not just older, adults <laughs> of any age, simply because these texts are not easy. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the way Shakespeare demystified, we do it, we do it very to make it more accessible for everybody. And I still remember a comment made by an, um, a viewer, an audience member back in Penang, maybe five years ago when we did Macbeth. Yeah. And the woman said, I finally understand the story. (laughs) I studied it in in Form 5, but now I finally understand it. And I think that's the the power of Shakespeare and his writing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Parts of it might be inaccessible at certain points in your life because of of the language. And then it becomes, it blossoms as we age. So you can keep going back to it and finding new things to unearth. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, for me, I remember also studying in school, but really needing my spark notes and my teacher, you know, to explain it a lot. <laughs> line so by I, line. Line by line. So I wish yeah. I had something like Shakespeare Demystified back when I was in school. Um, and Amalina, for you, you know, uh, you're quite you're quite new to the to the company, isn't it? Is this your first time performing with the Carol Shakespeare players? Yes, this is my first, um, I guess, performance or gig with them. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Uh, this is also actually my first time approaching Shakespeare's text. All right. Um, and yeah, I think like what Anne mentioned, uh, I think the way they um, sort of introduce elements of storytelling into the narr- narration and making it a lot more accessible, it actually has helped me as well in trying to make sense of what I'm performing, mm-hmm. you know, and approaching the character, Lady Macbeth, right? Um, yeah, so I think it's been 
it's been a lot of uh, learning for me in regards to uh, approaching Shakespeare's text mm-hmm. and making it come to life. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and for you, you know, this is not your first time taking on this role. I mean, you must be learning new things even <laughs> even today, right? I'm sure. Yes, yes, I am. Um, so I first started with Shakespeare Demystified, I think, when we did the comedy uh, Mary yes, Wives. Yes, Mary Wives of Windsor. Mary Wives of Windsor. And though I did literature in Form 5, and... Uh, <laughs> did you did, all? <laughs> well, not less and less in this country now. Oh, dear, yes, uh, yes. Um, we, I did, I think, Julius Caesar. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, was, it was very difficult, line by line. And I think the thing that I enjoy about working with uh, Ken Lee and the company is that the, to return, I did it in university too, I mean, but to return to it in such detail and the way the knowledge increases over the years, yes. Ken Lee can attest to that, yes. how yeah. his knowledge yeah. has, has, has just been built so to, to the point that I think he's, Without being in in academia, he's probably one of the f- top most <laughs> uh, first experts <laughs> in the country that, in performance. Yeah. Because we studied it as though it was a text. Correct. Yeah. But the yeah. fundamental thing about Shakespeare is that it's to be performed. Yeah. And in that sense, I think the 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 confluence where Shakespeare demystified is where we bring that academic knowledge into performance, mm-hmm. and that brings it to life. But returning to your question, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think you said last time that we did 65 performances or something like that. Yeah, uh, as of today, we have done, uh, yeah, close to 70 already. Yeah. Yes. Of, of just uh, Macbeth, Macbeth, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I've, as we age, learning lines becomes difficult. But it was interesting how the brain remembers because it's so embedded. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not just in the brain, but in the body mm-hmm. uh, as we return to the text. And as I return to playing with um, Sun Heng yeah. as, as Macbeth, it, it resonates. And it was interesting that um, last weekend I was at a workshop for voice mm-hmm. and I started doing the text of the raven himself is horse that croaks the fatal entrance of Duncan under my battlements. And I discovered something about Lady Macbeth, that I hadn't realized before, her vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When she says, unsex me here, to have a woman say, unsex me here, is so deep. Yeah. It's not just about the spirits. It's, it goes much worse, much more than that. So it's interesting to make those discoveries and when you return after a passage of time, there are more things to be found, yeah, discovered. Definitely, right? yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it must have been quite a learning experience for you as well, isn't it, Amalina? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think specifically in approaching Lady Macbeth, I think the first read-through of the text, it's very easy to think of her as just simply a villain or simply um, someone that schemes for her husband uh, for this plot, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, as we delve into it further and further, I discover that vulnerability as well and just depths and complexities to her character that I didn't really think of the first time. Um, and I think that considering those, I feel like, um, helps me sort of try to approach the character in a way that's not just one-dimensional, right? Because you have to think about 
it's, it's not she's not purely motivated by malice. She's motivated by love for her husband, um, passion for ambition for the throne. You know, um, it's, it's essentially security, right? That sense of security that she'll get if she becomes queen alongside her husband. Um, so I think personally, um, it's just grasping that uh, complexity and trying to like embody that. Um, yeah, I think I have, I think for me, like I have, a, a, I would say a, a more solid understanding as I work through it. It's sure. just a matter of like embodying it in, in my body, right? Trying to figure out the physicality mm-hmm. of like, how would Lady Macbeth move in this yeah. uh, scene and how would she gesture and how would she... Um, attempt to get through everything um, whilst, you know, trying to grapple with all, all of these complexities. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, this is, I mean, it's the story of Macbeth has been told so many times, right? Um, what would you say this production adds to the tale? Or yeah, how would you say this differs from other productions of Macbeth? Kenley? Uh, yeah, first, uh, of course, the, the format is quite different. Mm-hmm. We condense it into 100 minutes. And so that means that we have to cut out a lot of uh, characters and scenes. And so, for example, here we have only five actors on stage. Right. And uh, they have to double up playing many roles like and although she played, uh, and also Amal, although they play Lady Macbeth, but they are also one of the witches. <laughs> okay. Uh, the only person that uh, stay very much in the same role is Sun Hing, who played the title role. Mm-hmm. And he only doubled up once as a murderer. So, <laughs> a, in, in a way, that when, when I do that, it's also I'm, I'm thinking about what does it mean uh, when you have the same actress playing Lady Macbeth and also the witches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that Lady Macbeth is a witches, but just the fact that having the same actress, is it gives a kind of a interpretation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in fact, for example, of the five, three are the witches, and they also play other roles around Macbeth. Uh, then we have Macduff, and he is the foil for Macbeth, and he doesn't play the witches. So so by having this format, I'm already like hoping that to do... To, uh, how to say, to instigate a kind of uh, thinking or interpretation of audience like, what is, why this choice? Yeah. yeah. And of course, uh, because it's a narration and uh, Shakespeare's text, I can play a lot with it. The problem with the, the original Macbeth plays is that a lot of the times the a lot of scenes are happen off stage, like mm. the killing of Duncan, mm. the death of Lady Macbeth. Uh, uh, it's like, uh, it, it's just narrated. Like for some Lady Macbeth, the day we just mentioned, she's such a great character. But in the second half of the play, we didn't see much of her. And then the next thing we hear is like, the queen is dead. And then she's, she's dead. We don't even get to see her body. Mm. And so in this version, I try to show this on stage. And because of the narration, I can, as I say it, I can present this scene to the audience. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and that's wonderful, isn't it? And, you know, just going back to what you said, because the really the ensemble is the heart of everything, yes. right? And how would you say, I mean, and that's, I suppose, why you play such an em- emphasis on the ensemble yeah. and how they fit into the sort of like, I guess, intimate focus of the friendships and the sort of like relationships in the yes. play as well, right? Yes. Very important. Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, like you say, the, the ensemble acting, because our stage is very bare. We have only five chairs mm. and then some small hand props and that's it. So it really relies a lot on the complicity among the actors yeah. to bring this story alive. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm. Can't wait to see it, guys. And mm, you, you know, for both of you, uh, Anne and Amalina, you know, what is your favorite part of the play to perform? Um, Anne, you want to go first? <sighs> um, I can't think of can't, one okay. favorite <laughs> one, <laughs> right. but the you know, I guess uh, the Raven is horse. Mm-hmm. That that particular text when she 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 becomes something else. Yeah. That mm-hmm. one, I think, is is my favorite. Okay, all right. And how about for you, Amelina? Because, you know, I'm sure you might, I'm not sure, actually, maybe you might have seen previous portrayals of, of Lady Macbeth, you know, did you find that useful? Did you find that a hindrance? Um, and, you know, what what are your favorite parts from to perform in the play? Uh, I was going to say that same monologue because <laughs> it's so fun to work with, right? Um, the, the rhythm of it and just the performance right of like putting on that monologue um but i would say i think my favorite is probably uh the dialogue between lady macbeth and macbeth when he's sort of trying to back out of the plan Mm. i feel like that is the point where we see her most being vulnerable that's when she talks about she brings up um the child that they never had right and I think, you know, before this, we might have seen her as like, okay, like she's scheming to get her husband on the throne. But at this point is when she takes Macbeth's um, decision to withdraw as a betrayal yeah. of not just the plan, but their marriage, their relationship. And that's when you see that their relationship uh, sort of start to fracture just a tiny bit, you know. Um, and I think it, that's sort of the the starting point where it, where it starts to just sort of fracture more and more as it goes along. And I think, yeah, I think I think that would be my favorite just because it really captures their relationship so well at that point in time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And Kili, I'm just going to ask you, you know, because as as the director of the play, right, and um, you have been, of course, I'm sure you've you've expo- uh, you know experienced watching different uh, stage yes. productions or the movies. You know, how was was that useful for you, or did you find like, you no, know, I don't want to to follow that. That's more of a hindrance. I want. Oh. I have my own vision for no, this. No, I am the type that I want to watch as many as possible because uh, one thing particular about Shakespeare is that he has been performed so many times. There are so many writings about him, mm-hmm. uh, or the how certain characters are interpreted, and all by great actors. Uh, great directors and I find that I have a lot to learn I can learn so much from them mm. uh, there's this very uh, successful uh, Shakespearean actor who who won the BAFTA award for playing uh, Shiloh I can't remember it's like Henley Goodman I think he, he said something he won the BAFTA award for playing Shylock, and someone asked what do you bring that is new to this uh, uh, character okay. he said no I, I watch all the Shylocks I take what suits me mm. and so then it becomes my Shylock but it's very difficult to say that you, you do something very new un, un, unless you really certainly say for example I want to play Macbeth as a stutterer or Banco as a stutterer or you can try to f- find this kind of like very weird interpretation to make it new but otherwise <laughs> yeah. if you stay to the text yeah story speaks for itself and you know okay we didn't really talk about what the plot is and all about i think you know people can find that out on their own but what would you say you know um what what are some of the comments that shakespeare was trying to make you know through uh macbeth anybody want to take that one you want to say um i think it's about power and the pursuit of power Mm -hmm. what you're willing to give up of yourself in that pursuit and in giving up of yourself, all your values or ethics, or what is acceptable in community, a tribe, mm. 
or a society or a nation, and then to find out in, um, uh, in that it is not what you want, yeah. that it's empty. Um, I sometimes wonder if people who are currently in incarcerated and all that, after doing major crimes against their nation or the world, whether they understand that. Uh, and I think it's an understanding that is really important. It's an understanding that's important for the viewer that uh, let our pursuits of our, of our ambitions be shaped by values. Mm -hmm. Of course, without Macbeth to teach you that, you might not know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, either of you want to add anything onto that? I think also another uh, great theme about uh, Macbeth is the uh, idea of equivocation. Uh, like, you know, I, I say, I, I tell you something, like, like the witches, they give Macbeth these uh, prophecies. They say, uh, thou shalt be king. Uh, and then, uh, oh, no. There's in the middle part, when Macbeth becomes king, he's worried that, uh, you know, what will happen to him next? And they say, like, you know, uh, they're given three prophecies, right? Uh, the second one is, Macbeth shall never be defeated until uh, great burning wood come towards him in Dunsinane. Another one is like, uh, no, no man born of woman shall harm Macbeth. But at the end, Macbeth signed on that, oh, okay. Although no man born of woman should harm him, but his foil, Macduff, is actually born from cesarean section, uh, yes. which is considered not born of woman at that time. So he defeated Macbeth. Okay. Uh, Burnham Wood should not come to Dunsinane, but they chopped down the trees and then they moved the trees in front of them and moved. So uh, you, you got to say that, you know, uh, all statements or whatever you see, you, you can interpret it different ways. Yeah. Uh, and it is a sense of, I think it's a, the idea of Shakespeare as well. Uh, like just when we talk about Lady Macbeth, is she a villain or is she uh, a woman that's uh, uh, trying to make her husband succeed? It's like everything can be interpreted different ways. Yeah. And partly, I think my choices in this production, sometimes I like to bring this up. I like to put two contrasting kind of uh, uh, scenes and to make the audience think, for example, so yeah, in the beginning, was, uh, I staged Macbeth uh, in a war and he, he, he was like a hero and he killed this uh, rebel called MacDonald, chopped up his head and things like that. Then in the end, we see that Macbeth, uh, he fights the same actor who played uh, MacDonald whose head was chopped off. But this time, this actor is Macduff and he chopped off Macbeth's head. <laughs> and, and so it seems like, okay, this kind of contrast yeah, and mirror... Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's uh, interesting mm -hmm. that I find from Shakespeare. I'd just like yeah. to add, I don't think Lady Macbeth is a villainess. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. I, um, but, but, you know, and for you, Amelina, I guess, you know, as, as the youngest person here, um, why do you think it's still important to perform Shakespeare, you know, in this day and age? You know, what would you say is the relevance of Macbeth uh, in today's context? Mm. I think, uh, especially having read through Macbeth, um, the themes explored in the text is just so timeless, you mm -hmm. know, like, um, I'm, I'm a huge history buff. So like when I first read it, I, you know, read out on the historical context of um, the play, right? And Shakespeare wrote it as a tribute to the king at the time. And how so many of the themes in the play are like things are relevant at the time, like such as, you know, things to do with like spirituality and like um, power struggle and um, how 
when there is a power struggle at the top of the hierarchy, it trickles down to like um, how it affects the nation as a whole, right? And I think those things are things that are still relevant even now, right? We see all those things happening in contemporary society. You know, when we look at politicians, we you know when there is a power struggle at the top, it affects every everyone else, right? Um, and also, yeah, themes in regards to. Um, a woman's role in society, right? How um, even now, although we've made a lot of significant strides in regards to like, you know, feminism and women empowerment, there are still things that hold women back from actually uh, playing a significant role. And how then how do we sort of um, work around that, right? It's, mm. it's to um, try to play within uh, the circumstances or, or like the cards that you've dealt with. Mm-hmm. And I think those are things, you know, that were are explored in Macbeth, particularly in Lady Macbeth, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think those are just some of the things that are like really still relevant to our society even now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Timeless themes, really, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the play. Okay, All well, of his plays, I think. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it, the, the play is coming up uh, on the 18th and 19th of March. Um, and of course, it is quite, I mean, uh, friendly for the young. I mean, there are some very, very, you know, dark themes, but uh, there is a age limit perhaps for who can come yes, to see? Yes, it's targeted at a uh, uh, secondary school that is like a, 13 or 12 years old above. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, uh, we, we although the whole show, we, we don't use any real props, but uh, we show the fights, we show the the killing, yeah. and we use uh, Shakespeare original text. Mm-hmm. And so when, of course, we, we have uh, parents who brought younger children uh, to watch the show. They say they enjoy it nonetheless, but usually it's like with parental guide, guidance. Okay. Otherwise, it's for 13 years old and above. Okay. All right. So that's coming up very soon. Um, you know, what would your what would your message be to anyone listening about why they should uh, why they should all come and and watch? Uh, Anne, you want to go first? Because it's timeless, and I think um, it's um, Shakespeare's plays are always relevant. Come and be educated and learn. And how about for you, Amalina? I think just the choices that are made in the production of this uh, staging, in particular, right? How it's. As Kianli mentioned, it's so bare. The stage is so bare. Um, and we're using very minimum set and props. But that's when your imagination can really come to life with mm. us mm-hmm. doing the storytelling for you, right? Um, so I think it would be really enjoyable for anyone coming to watch, really, to really just sort of let go and just indulge in that imagination with us. Yeah. Okay, yeah. wonderful. And Kianli? Yeah, uh, uh, I think the staging is very dynamic very exciting. Uh, we don't have people just stand there and blah, 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 talking heads, uh, <laughs> which is uh, something that I don't like. And and so we, we will have a lot of action. And we have already toured this show even to, to Seoul, to Manila. And audience just, they, they, a lot of them, we, we receive a lot of response, mm-hmm. a, a positive response. They, they like the staging. They think that it's giving it, uh, it's given it life, mm-hmm. you know, so that people think Shakespeare is boring. I just see people in Elizabethan costume and then talking like, oh, oh, uh, <laughs> Raven himself is the, the kind of something. No, ours is really very, how to say, uh, grounded. 
but exciting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, I've seen it before, uh, the previous production. It was amazing. And of course, you know, with Anne and I th- it was Sun Hing, of course, playing Macbeth yeah. then as well, you know. Never a dull moment with him uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. on stage. Yeah. So definitely do go and catch it. So um, uh, Shakespeare Demystified's uh, Macbeth will play from the 18th to the 19th of March at Pentastu at KLPAC. That's the Kuala Lumpur Performing Arts Centre. Regular tickets are priced at 65 ringgit and student tickets are priced at 55 ringgit. There's also um, some uh, education group bookings. Can Lee, you want to quickly tell us about yes. that? Yes. So if schools want to uh, bring uh, 40 uh, students and above, they will enjoy a special rate at uh, 50 ringgit per ticket. Okay. And also the accompanying teachers uh, will have also the complimentary ticket. Okay. All right. So they just need to get in touch with uh, KL Shakespeare players for yes. that, right? So yes. just email info at klshakespeare.com.my or you can send a WhatsApp message to 012-323-0710. So those are for the bulk purchases. But if you'd like to catch the performance itself, uh, you have to purchase your tickets online at cloudjoy.com. That's cloud, C-L-O-U-D-J-O-I.com. No phone sales, no over-the-counter uh, over sales, right? You can't just rock yeah. up and buy tickets, right? So Correct. do get your tickets fast. Thank you all of you so much for joining me today. Thank you so today. much. Thank you for having us. Lovely to meet you. Absolute pleasure. I was speaking to Lim Kian Lee, co-founder and artistic director of the KL Shakespeare Players, also director of Shakespeare Demystified Macbeth, and two lovely ladies playing Lady Macbeth and James and Amalina Helmi. Uh, interesting to see how that's going to play out on stage, both of you taking on that same role. If you miss any part of our conversation today, just search for the podcast at bfm.my slash front dash row or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.